Welcome to another episode of Talk Toby to Me. I'm Jess. And I'm Meg, and we're two sisters that love to talk all things business, mindset, self-development, and everything in between. This is normally part of our weekly phone catch-ups, but hot girls don't gatekeep, so we've decided to bring our combos to you. Hey, sissy babe. Hey, boo. What? What a fucking shit show this morning was. Oh my god. Guys, if you listen to the hate episode, you know how much I fucking hate it when technology breaks. And my computer was making dinosaur noises when we were trying to. It sounded like you had a blender or a lawnmower like on your laptop. Coming out of my laptop. <laughs> I was like, it was so fucked and we didn't diagnose the problem now like when did we we jumped on zoom an hour ago bro yeah eight o'clock and we both have like commitments and work after this so true we're disciplined gals yes (laughs) we're gonna align with the topic of the app which is discipline all things discipline how to be disciplined queen so here we are how was your week how was my trip oh my god yes well i've kind of seen you for like one minute since then (laughs) our trip was so good i it was just really nice to have some time away with nick the snow was pretty average uh but we did get like about halfway through the week a bit of a fall so it was better from there we still got to ride like six or seven days but the first half of the week was pretty trash and then yesterday so we got back on saturday night and it's now we're recording now on thursday and yesterday nick sent me like a screenshot from the remarkables instagram page that they'd had like almost 40 centimeters overnight and like when we had the week we were there they'd had they'd had like the whole season like 72 centimeters or something so they had more than half drop in one night and like the we were getting you know seven eight centimeters overnight a couple of nights we were there but anyway it was still really nice and we got to go to lots of the kind of like iconic Queenstown restaurants and stuff like that. We did go to one really bougie restaurant called Nest and it had the most beautiful view of the lake and it was super fancy inside and it was a six course degustation and I was so excited. Nick was like excited but also he's like the food's always really small when you have those kind of things. And he's like four million kilos and four million feet tall. Yeah. He um boy, he needs his food. <laughs> yeah, we went to Versace ages ago. And similar thing, we spent like over $500 on these tiny dishes and I thought they were incredible. And he liked the taste, but he had to have Maccas on the way home. <laughs> but um, this place, the food was terrible. Oh. We were like literally almost laughing at to each other because we had to pretend that it was good it was really weird so expensive it was like six course but it was like this weird thing where we were like "Uh, is there something wrong with our palate because this couple wrong yeah yeah, this couple was next to us and they were like every time the the waitress came over they're like it's amazing like between each dish and we were sitting there like surely you're not like you're trying to pretend because you're spending so much money here yeah it was so fucking weird we've eaten that disappointing too a lot of that money yeah and it was yeah it was frustrating like even the cocktails like i got a spicy mug as per usual the only thing that was really good was the very first drink we got which was the espresso martinis and they did like a i can't remember what the flavor was but it was 
10 out of 10. And then it was just downhill from there. But I got a spicy mug next and it tasted like they'd put, what did I describe it as? Oh, I know the one. Are you talking about those orange ones? They come out and they're orange and it's like more capsicum-y than like, or like Tabasco-y. Yeah, but it wasn't like spicy. Like I've had a lot of spicy mugs. It was like a smoked flavor. Oh, oh mezcal. It's like a smoky tequila. I hate it. No, but, but the drink cup was like bright red. Like it was horrible oh. and it tasted like paprika. Like smoked paprika. Actually, that's exactly what it tastes like. They probably ran out of their regular <laughs> It was fucked. It was fucked. And then like the little things that were coming out, they looked really well presented, but then they would taste like tin tuna. Oh. Like it was fucking weird. Oh. Maybe they're just one of those like brands like Versace that has a name, but it's absolutely hideous. But Versace dinner was incredible. Like oh, I was talking about the clothes. But oh. yes. <laughs> And, like, yeah, it was so odd because it wasn't like we just didn't personally like the flavour. The food was just really bad. Like, I can't explain it. <laughs> I'm really sad for you because but I know I just, how much you love fucking food. And, it like, it, it, we should have known – well, we know now because it wasn't recommended to us by a lot of the locals or people – when they were suggesting things for us when we were going over there. Whereas a lot of the other places we went to that were amazing, like um, Botswana Butchery was quite like a expensive, fancy restaurant as well, but it was 10-10. Um, a few weird things there too, but stay tuned on my TikTok for a r- review. <laughs> um, and like Ferg Burger and all those type of things that people recommended was really I good. I oh. deal with the name Ferg Burger, like, it sounds like an inappropriate venereal disease or something. <laughs> I don't know. It yeah. doesn't sound right. I haven't, thought of, I haven't thought about that, but you're bang on. There was actually one other restaurant we went to because the night we had Botswana Butchery booked in, we literally went in for our booking and they were like, um, the power is going to go off in five minutes, so we can't take you in. And so everyone who was already in there eating, they would just ate in candlelight. And while we were rebooking for the next day, like they were super apologetic and stuff and fit us in the next day. While we were standing there rebooking, the power went out. It was so fucking weird. But anyway, so we had to walk around and find a place. And the only place that had space, which now we know why, because everything there like books out, like, cause it's not a huge town. But there was like a brawl inside and the food was horrible, like borderline not cooked properly. <laughs> and it was like the drinks, like I got an espresso, I couldn't even drink my espresso. It was that bad. Like it was so odd. So we had running a few... businesses like that. Like if your business is dead like that and like, wouldn't you question that and be like, well, they, you could tell with the brawl because if they, there were these people that were like, there was this guy that was like trying to fight the <laughs> wait waiters. You could tell by the way they were responding that, they get that often like they're not they don't run the place very well and then it was really funny because the following night we were in an uber and the uber was like oh my we we it somehow came up in combo and he was like if there's one place i would tell you not to go it's there and we were like of course <laughs> so we copped oh a lot God. of L's on the trip but yeah, we I feel like, like I, the vibe i got from the stories was like you made the best of like an up and down situation yeah like there was a lot of things that went wrong like and a lot due to our disorganization as well like we didn't book the buses until we got there to go up to the hill so like day one we spent $300 on a taxi up the hill oh wow (laughs) because there was no buses available like there was just a lot of things but it was just like we just always have a really good time together so it was good 
Yeah, because you are not by any means a travel agent. <laughs> and Nick is just like, la, 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 I'll do what Meg's doing. Yeah, and so he that can't... combination is just a disaster waiting to happen in terms of a holiday. He if can't... no one else is with you guys. Yeah, he can't even get annoyed either because, like, he doesn't even try and organise it. So, um, oh, and we did the big swing. Yeah, let's not talk about that. (laughs) I'm so glad you didn't tell me in advance that you were doing that because I would have been riddled with anxiety. I was weirdly, I feel like with age and life experience, I've gotten more scared of those things. Like, skydiving in the past, I didn't even that night, but... I was terrified on the driver, but then when the guy was putting the harness on, I said, like, he said, how are you feeling? And I was, like, saying I was feeling terrified, and he was, like, well, we haven't killed anyone yet, and so that made me feel better. (laughs) Wow. Well, that reminds me of when we did the zip lining in, I think, Croatia, (laughs) and I will never do that again. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm kind of glad I did it, but I was hysterically crying. Like, I was so... On a zip line? No, like, beforehand. It's not even, like... No, it's, like, an 800-metre high zip line. It's not, like, a just through the fucking random bush. Yeah. It's, like, you are literally in the sky going from one freaking mountain to the other. Yeah. Like, it was... I don't know if it was actually 800 metres high. I do recall it was really high. Like, it's... 800 metres is very no, high. I'm serious. It was so high. Like, anyone who's done it or been... They'll know. Like, and you've got to do... Like, you're going... You can't get to the end without doing it. So, if you do one and you're fucking terrified, you have to do the next five to get to the end with the rest of the group. Oh. It's not just like you're in the bush going from tree to tree like it was like full on and I there was one other girl too that was like crying and like quite distressed and their friends were really supportive whereas like I wouldn't say that was my (laughs) relationship experience (laughs) and I was absolutely terrified I I wouldn't do it again like no fucking way well I was more scared of the free fall part that this the band thing the thing holding you on would snap in that moment and then you just the thing holding you on on this fucking okay i'm pretty sure it was 150 meters obscenely high and then really long this one particular one and all of them the only thing holding you on is two d-rings but they yeah it connects the fucking gym handle to the cable <laughs> yeah. like that's what's connecting you yeah. And so fun. I went with an instructor, like, for a couple of them because I was literally like, no, uh, like, I will probably pass out of, like, an anxiety attack or vomit or something, like, in midair. Sounds dramatic. Like, it was so high. I can't explain to you. Yeah. You would have died. They had this thing called a slingshot next to it Absolutely where you, like, not. harness. You've got, like, a harness on your fucking head and body and you're, you're like, out on a 45-degree angle hanging over this cliff and then they, like, pull the elastic back and you shoot, like, a no, slingshot. absolutely not. <laughs> I, actually so feel my, I can feel it in my stomach right now. And they say to you, like, you have to keep your eye on the river, which is, like, kind of 45 degrees down from your, your head because otherwise you can get, like, serious neck, like, n- a neck injury. So fast. But after we did the swing, we actually wanted to do that. Like, it kind of got the heebie-jeebies out. Like, to give you an idea of how high this thing was, you ha- you catch, like, a two-hour bus to get to the top of the thing. Yeah, right. Like, it's fucking high. Anyway, yeah. moving on. So, yeah, that's um, 
a recap of the trip. It was really fun. Um, but I, we were both super happy to be home back into our, our routine. And then it's been at your house when you got home. <laughs> yeah. And just been business as usual. Did a content day yesterday, which actually was so good. I'm really grateful. Actually, that's my gratitude for this week. I'm really grateful for Amber, who is my marketing manager. She just like we're at a really good place now with her understanding the brand and like I don't have to do much prep at all for the content days, which as everyone knows now, I fucking hate filming. I was wheezing at that cardio one <laughs> like, that one. sent me yeah it literally sent me like i've watched it like every time it popped up i was like it sent me every single time <laughs> <Yeah>. broken leg like <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i just obviously when you have a new employee or whatever it is there's that period where you kind of have to learn language and i'm in that period yeah um but yeah we're at a really good place she's super um, just patient and hardworking and prompt with everything that she does. And, yeah, so did that yesterday and then it's just been the huge check-ins and new inquiry calls and stuff like that. How's your two weeks been? I am absolutely exhausted, but I have had just such a great two weeks, but I'm honestly exhausted. Last week was the first week without Emily, so she's on maternity leave now. We had her baby shower that Sunday prior and it was really nice. Um, So the Monday was mentorship calls and like my biz development and admin tuesday wednesday i had two beginner microblading students and they were both like they both picked it up so quick for beginners and like microblading is quite difficult to learn and obviously they get access to the online course inclusive of their face-to-face training so they had kind of done a little bit of theory but literally had never touched a microblade in their lives and they were both both just so enthusiastic it was just really enjoyable to have them in because their attitude was just so keen. They were both naturals and really keen to put the work in. So, and we all clicked really well, which was also really nice. I like to keep the face-to-face training quite intimate. So I had students Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I had to fly straight to, like I had to drive straight to Sydney airport uh, Wednesday night to catch my flight. And I was driving there like, I feel strangely calm i was like thinking because this was my first for anyone listening obviously you know meg this was my first trip to the gold coast for work so i was flying wednesday night to go straight into working out of this clinic on the gold coast called dc skin boutique for a full day thursday and i was thinking i should be anxious i should be feeling like stressed about something or have forgotten something or whatever and i was driving to the airport like even my suitcase when i packed was like heaps of room in it like it was just really we organized it really well that we shipped everything up to the gold coast in advance um I had like a late-ish flight, so I had plenty of time to get to the airport. And I was just driving up there going, this something fi- something yeah, is going on here. Sus. Yeah. And then you start getting anxious about the fact that you're not anxious. Yeah, I was like, something fishy is going on here. <laughs> anyway, I also was quite unwell that week. Like I had said, like my students were also kind of unwell. And oh, it's going around. I've got yeah. a lot of clients that are sick at the moment too. Yeah, and obviously for me, I am someone that strongly believes in as soon as I start to feel like even like it's going to come on, I will reschedule my day like a normal day of clients. I'll just move them 
and I am able to do that usually because I only treat clients three days a week. I can manage that. And I'm someone that strongly believes that if I rest quickly before it becomes a thing, yeah, um, I won't get sick. So that's what I would normally do. But because I had two students and they both already have taken time off work or family or whatever, like they've committed to those two dates, I obviously couldn't reschedule them. And then they were actually both a little bit under the weather too. So I kind of felt a bit better because I I would hate nothing more than to make them sick as well. Yeah. So they were two like quite like they're big days. So they weren't helping the whole feeling sick thing. And then I had a late flight and then when I landed into the Gold Coast I had to like catch a cab to your friend's place to get your keys and I probably got to sleep like 12 31 o'clock by the time I got there unpacked put the bed together whatever and then I automatically wake up at like 6 6 30 if I don't set an alarm anyway and then Thursday the first day on the Gold Coast working so I wanted to be there early so that I, like I could check that everything had arrived and I could unpack like put everything in the drawers set set up and if I needed to like if there, there was anything I didn't have I could duck down to Woolies or whatever so I went into the clinic kind of early met the girls because I hadn't met any of them before um, and they were all so so lovely as well which was so nice because you never know in particularly in the beauty industry like mm. not everyone is like that so I mean, I'm obviously someone that would just be super friendly and polite anyway, <clears throat> but they were all so helpful and, like, welcoming and it, it's a really nice, big, like, spacious clinic. So then Thursday I worked. I had a gap in the middle of the day, but I did, like, three client, like, two lip blush and a, like, new client, but it was a colour correction and a cover-up. So I still haven't even shared any content from that day because I've been playing catch-up since being sick, which... I'll explain. But yeah, I had a massive day. I finished at about 7.30, which I never normally work past like four or five o'clock. Yeah. So it was one of those days, like I was so sick. Like I cannot explain, I cannot remember the last time that I felt like that because I would normally just reschedule my day. Yeah. Like I was so unwell, but I couldn't move them because they'd have to wait till next month. Mm. And I was like, I, like it was my first day out of this clinic I couldn't be like oh I'm sick I'm not coming like it just yeah it's not a good look yeah and I was honestly like whilst I did great treatments and they were beautiful clients and I had a great day I was honestly praying for that day to end so yeah. that I could go to bed like I was so unwell and I was pumping cold and flu which I'd never take normally because I just don't need to so then I got I got back to yours went straight to bed pretty much Friday again I was so unwell I ended up I was like I need to go get fresh air so I went to a cafe and worked like outside on the computer trying to play catch up with some admin because that was the first week that we'd handed over to the new VA and she was obviously still learning as well. Like even though Emily had taken her through all the work, like it was her first time doing it on her own. So we were like meant to be having these daily meetings in the morning to kind of touch base on anything that she didn't understand or whatever and I could take her through the work again because I said let's do that for a couple of weeks till you're comfortable. But I was so unwell, like I couldn't function. So I was trying to play catch up on the Friday with like any inquiries, any business stuff, replying to her. And it was like, I was like the biggest potato. Did a few hours of work, went and rested again, like went back to bed at yours. I was meant to go to dinner that night. Like I literally couldn't function. I kind of thought I was getting better in the evening and I was like, okay, okay. 
I'm going to go for a walk and get some fresh air. And then, you know, when you think you're fine and you yeah. go for a walk and then you're like 30 minutes later, you're like, I need to lie down. So anyway, just stayed in that night, got Uber Eats, Betty's Burgers, honestly, so young. Not and great for the sickness. No, but like I You were one of my clients. Oh, wait. No, yeah. Not well. nutrition anymore, guys. <laughs> Clearly. I literally could not. Like, I don't, I don't even think I'd eaten, like, that whole day. I was at the cafe and I think I got a juice and a coffee because I was like, and for me to not eat, like, mm. I am unwell if I'm not having <laughs> food. And then I kind of, I was kind of coming good and I had plans on Saturday to catch up with friends that I hadn't seen in so long. One of my friends who moved to Denmark with his wife and had a baby and everything I haven't seen in four years and he happened to be like just south of the Gold Coast and then my other girlfriend who it's like it was like the three we were really close like back in the day um so she's like from Sydney she's like I'll fly up and we'll all catch up seeing as you guys will both be there at the same time um oh, so did she we- fly up to catch up with you guys yeah oh yeah yeah so um my girlfriend jenna she's she's actually the head designer at camilla so she is always away traveling for work with camilla and stuff so her and i can never match up our schedules to catch up so she and her mark and i used to be really close 10 12 years ago and have been friends ever since and so she flew up we all went to lunch at the tropic which was we had like the best seat. We had the best food. I drank like so many chili margaritas. It's not even funny. I was like, I'm just gonna kill whatever's remaining with tequila. I don't think it works. Did you get that, the but... spice bread, by the way? Yes. Oh, it's so fucking good. So good. Um, and Jenna was late as per usual by like an hour. So Mark and I had a really good catch ups. Um, like life catch up. Then we went next door to the pub and just had the best arbor. Like the weather was divine. Jenna's partner Danny was with us as well like it was just a good group like good vibes love then we went down like in the evening we were like we should probably go get dinner because we'd been drinking Olavo which I don't normally drink that much at all so we went and got dinner at Justin Lane and then they dropped me back to yours and then I came home Monday was again like slammed with mentorship calls catching up on us majorly playing catch-up still um with work inquiries and all of that because of the new VA still learning and then I've had like a very busy week um because this happened to be the week that I have like my other meetings that are like fortnightly for like email marketing and I was having the morning meetings with the VA this week um just to make sure she's feeling confident with what she's doing and then we are recording today because tomorrow I'm going to Gary V in Sydney with my girlfriend and her her husband and it starts super super early and it goes to i'm pretty sure quite late and then we'll have dinner up there but i've just been absolutely slammed these past two weeks which is amazing and i'm so grateful that's my gratitude that i've had a very like busy in a good way couple of weeks um with lots happening love yeah let's kick into the episode so, we're talking about discipline do you want to do you want to give us a little intro on di- what discipline is discipline is taking action when you said you were going to, regardless of how you feel. So keeping in mind that discipline is different to motivation, you're not always going to be motivated. And I think, honestly, motivation is rubbish because you can't rely on that to get shit done. We are going to take you through today the tools and our tips on how to be disciplined and take that action that you said you were going to take or that you planned to take regardless of how you're feeling. I think a lot of people think that discipline equals less freedom, but it's actually the opposite. 
having more discipline is going to give you more freedom and we'll talk about um, in a bit about how you can create that in and what that looks like in your day but it's actually going to do two things it's going to free up mental real estate which is going to give you basically more time back to be able to do more things and more things that you want to do yeah so i think first of all like going back to like the values app and thinking about how your life will look if you have more discipline so i think before we get into the tips and tools one of the most important things to identify is if you feel like you're lacking discipline in an area of your life or multiple areas of your life, there's probably an overarching lack of purpose mm-hmm. behind what you're doing Oh, and yeah, and why you're doing it. And that purpose and why comes back to your values and making sure that your why and your purpose is authentic to you and what you're wanting to achieve. Yeah, 100%. And it goes also back to our goal setting episode. I said in there, a lot of people set these goals and, but you know, like we're talking about discipline. So the, th- the task you have to do to achieve the goals or what your day looks like to achieve the goals, they're doing it based on other people's expectations or society or whatever it is and so they they do lose that why and that purpose behind it and that's where you'll find you you lack that discipline to get it done so think about where your life is currently and the things that you're not feeling good about in your life and if you were to implement more discipline into your life how would that change how your life looks to you and how would it change how your life feels in terms of your values and your purpose and your why i think you need to also sometimes lean into the resistance because it does you don't need discipline to do the easy things in your life right your the things that you want to do and the things that you find easy to do they don't require discipline so sometimes you need to lean into the resistance and think about the opportunity that is in front of you rather than thinking about the obligation to do the thing. Yeah, which it kind of does a full circle back to what we were talking about, your purpose and your why. Because if you're you're lacking that, then you're not going to be able to see it as an opportunity because you feel like you're doing something for someone else or for something else other than yourself. Mm. And on and on the back of that too, I think a lot of people can get into the that kind of analysis paralysis state where they're thinking so much about the thing that they have to do and the obligation that they've got to complete this task that they don't want to do. But if you view it as an opportunity to fulfill your purpose or complete something that aligns with your values and focus on the opportunity you don't you're less likely to get stuck into that analysis paralysis state where you're thinking oh should i do it i don't feel like doing it like you're you just are going to do the thing yeah yeah 100 percent. and it, it ties in with what i was saying about freeing up that mental real estate and what we were talking about earlier about having more freedom from discipline because you're mm-hmm. you're spending less time thinking about doing the thing and you're just doing the thing yeah um and we i will actually get into the yeah tools like the practical help, yeah the tools the practical tools that will help you actually do the thing i actually saw this thing the other day and it kind of prompted me on this topic it was a uh, reel of this lady and she was with her like elderly mother and the caption was something like imagine you were trading your body with your dearest loved one for a year how would you treat it 
Oh, I saw that too. I loved it. Yeah, and I feel like it's very aligned with what we're talking about. When you're thinking about discipline and doing the things you're supposed to be doing, if you can think about respecting yourself and the tasks you have to do and your own time as much as you do your loved ones, because a lot of the time when you think about discipline, when it comes to work commitments, you know, on your own business or um, your own health and fitness um, tasks or goals or whatever it is or things that you need to do solely for yourself are usually the things that require the most discipline because people aren't relying on you to do something or get something done so you I guess lack that respect for yourself in your own time so if you can think about it as respecting yourself as much as you would someone else that you love or and their time it's a, a really good kind of shift in in mindset even for like little things like around the house like doing your washing cleaning up Mm. stuff like that so the next point that we want to and i feel like this is probably the point that we're most integrated with and most i feel like this is the bulk of the episode like this is probably the most important thing yeah and everything else kind of ties into it and this is the thing that we integrate really really well because of how successful it is in helping you achieve your goals and to be disciplined and to introduce this point what you need to realize is that successful people don't necessarily have more willpower or are necessarily more disciplined but they design their environment to make willpower and discipline easier so a really small example is like if you struggle to be disciplined with your food choices and you love junk food not having junk food in your house that is like a really really small example another huge component to this is your daily routine your morning routine your nighttime routine how you structure your day essentially because if you don't have any sort of routine you're gonna be needing to rely on this willpower and discipline so much more often and it's Mm -hmm. actually been like scientifically proven that as the day goes on your willpower muscles in quotation will slowly diminish so it's actually like when they talk about that scientific evidence it's like if you think about like you have a battery of charge and your willpower that's your willpower and as the as you use your willpower it depletes so the less you need to rely on willpower because of things you've set up in your routine Um, and the way you structure your day, the less you're going to deplete your willpower and the more you're going to be able to be disciplined. Yeah, so there's the side of it that's like having that routine in the morning so that you don't have to use the early willpower and discipline. But then there's the other side of it where it's like putting the things in your day that you have most resistance towards as far as discipline goes when your willpower muscles are strongest. So for me, for example, I purposely get up early, do the sunrise so that then I can come home, get ready and get into the salon well and truly before I actually start treating clients for the day. Because that way I've got two hours every single morning, my important tasks done for the day that require most of my willpower. And I'll also do things like, from a practical perspective, like I'll do all my meetings well and truly before I start with my clients for the day. So that then I've got that chunk of time before I start to execute the things I said I needed to do in the meeting or 
do those important tasks that I need to do for the day first thing. I'm not rolling into work 15 minutes before I start treating clients and then having no time to get any work done outside of treating the clients, for example. Yeah, and I think it's important to understand that those things, if you were to try and put them later in the day after you'd had a full day of treating clients, um, these things that you're just having to rely on yourself to do and, and it's not, you know, you're not having to show up for someone else, if that's, and generally, those are the things that have the most resistance. So you're not going to put them at 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Whereas like, like I know in a past episode, you've spoken about how you actually train in the afternoons because you it's just something you do and you enjoy doing it. You don't have to push yourself to get there. Whereas a lot of people, the opposite, they training and organizing their food or whatever it is requires a lot of willpower. And so doing that earlier in the day is going to be a lot better for like your it's it's gonna allow you to be more disciplined with it Mm. other ways you can design your environment to allow you to be more disciplined would be things like like for someone who works from home I have an office so that I'm not like it would be a lot more difficult to be disciplined to my work if I was fucking sitting in my bed on my laptop doing my Mm. work Mm. so creating your environment to be conducive to a successful working day yes yes and for me i have a home office for when i'm not in the salon i have only healthy nutritious food in the fridge I that's get up a at- huge one sorry i just want to also elaborate on that from like my actual coaching perspective with clients having a set day to meal prep in the week or two days generally and cutting up, say, a few containers of fruit at the start of the week for snacks and things like that where you don't then have to rely on willpower and discipline because it's, like, I feel like that's probably the biggest difference, that and relationship with food, the biggest difference for people who are successful in their health and fitness is preparation. Mm. So it's like what we're talking about now is making your environment environment conducive to that and so that looks like having that food in the fridge ready to go and Mm. doing your groceries and stuff like that and then like I always get up at the same time every day like I just don't think about oh my god what time am I going to get up in the morning and that used to be how I was so my day could be like chaotic depending on what time I woke up whereas I I actually can't even fathom people that don't have the day planned out yeah like it's and we obviously talked about this with our morning routines but just to give like practical small things that create just my day to be so flowy are things like I have the office for my working from home days I have a uniform for work so I never have to think about what I'm going to wear I have like quite a streamlined even like wardrobe like I've got all my active wear ready to go so that I just chuck it on and go to the gym I've got nutritious food in the fridge only I always have like filtered water in the cupboard with my meetings. They're always pre-scheduled. Like all my mentorship calls, I'm not booking them in like week to week. They're booked in. All my mentorship clients are at the same time every fortnight and we've chosen a time that works for both of us every fortnight. So I don't have to ever think about, oh, when am I going to fit them in? All my meetings are at the same time every fortnight in the mornings. My work days are the exact same time, the exact same days of the week. I train on the exact same time and the exact same day 
every week. That's another example. Therefore, I just never need to think about all of those things. I'm not trying to go, oh, when am I going to train this week? Or And so if someone wants to do something with me and it's like, well, no, I've got a meeting then or sorry, I can only do, and this is where boundaries and values and your routine, the routine app and all those things come into place. Like I'm free at these times and I have these commitments at these times. And they all kind of support creating my life to make discipline easy. And I actually find a lot of business coaching clients, there's a lot of resistance towards setting up things like Calendly for bookings and stuff like that initially because they think they're going to lose a lot of their free time. But it's, it is like what we've said at the start, it's creating that freedom. And, mm-hmm. and once that it's implemented, they're like, wow, this is actually so much less stressful and I've freed up so much mental real estate because I've just got these set and work hours or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then on what you said about training at the same time and stuff like that, something else that's another easy example is having a program to follow. Like you don't have to think like all, all of my clients have got their app, they have their sessions, they know exactly what days they have to do them and what they're doing in it. They don't have to think about it. So it doesn't require nearly as much willpower or discipline to get it done because, and there's a really good book that I wanted to reference in this episode, which is called The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. When you don't have all these things in place, you give your brain time to talk yourself out of doing the things. So the five second rule is she, I mean, read the book. I would highly recommend it. I actually don't think I finished it because it's very repetitive. You get about halfway and you're like, okay, I get the point. Yeah, I've heard it on multiple podcasts. She speaks, yeah, and you could even probably just search up Mel Robbins and some of her TED Talks and stuff, but she speaks about the science behind what your brain does in that kind of decision-making process. And you have essentially five seconds to take a step in that direction, to take action towards the thing before you're you're going to start talking yourself out of it. So like an easy example is snoozing your alarm. So in the morning when your alarm goes off, it's not pressing snooze and just getting straight up. Anytime you want to do anything, you count down from five and then do it because yeah. after that five seconds is when you're going to start talking yourself out of it. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that also kind of reminds me of the book called The One Thing, oh, which is like great book. another great book we highly recommend. And it's talking about like, it's different, but it just reminded me. It's talking, it's focusing on the one thing that you need to do right then. So don't, you don't need to think about all the hundreds of things that you need to do. Just start by doing one thing that's going to move you forward. And then you'll, that will get, give you the momentum to then continue on with other things. But focusing on the one thing that you need to do right now in that moment will really help you get out of that analysis paralysis and achieve one thing that will then give you momentum to continue. Yeah. And that's that key. Discipline. What you just said about doing something is what creates that roll-on effect yeah because again there's like neuroscience behind the fact that action creates motivation Mm -hmm. so and uh, there's actually I can't remember what it was called but there was this TED talk on um how actually taking a physical step forward so like moving your body forward Mm -hmm. how that actually what it does in your brain and how it actually will help you to do the thing so even Mm -hmm. if so if you're like sitting on the couch and you have some tasks to do then physically moving your body forward is going to help you take action towards that thing and then that ties into the principle that focusing on just those one 
like either that one next thing and all and the fact that all those small things compound over time to allow you to become disciplined. So rather, it's like you can't eat an elephant. You can't eat an elephant all at once. You need to take one bite at a time. It's like a quote. <laughs> um, just focusing on either that one thing to then give you momentum, but then also focusing on just those small daily habits that over time compound to allow you to become a disciplined person. Mm. And I feel like this is a whole nother episode, but I just want to briefly touch on there's a difference between what you just said and always just taking soft action. Yes. Because I think a lot of people who lack discipline will take a whole lot of soft action and never any hard action. And never do the important yeah. yes. tasks. And that's Correct. why that they actually talk about that in the one thing as well. It's about and it goes, it, it also ties in with the 4% rule or whatever it is about doing the thing that moves the needle. Like a lot of people fluff around doing all the other things. Um, I think we should do a whole separate app on that too. Yeah, for sure. But but that's that's the thing too. By focusing on those small things, they become part of your daily routine. So then those bigger tasks you can actually get to without having mental real estate taken up by all those smaller things. The smaller things that you continue to do day in, day out will just automatically compound. It's like posting on social media as a business owner. It starts out being this big thing, but it's really not. It's just a series of small compounded tasks that you do that then build trust in your audience that they're then going to end up trusting you and buying from you um, or investing in your business. It's like you just doing those small things. That first post might not achieve anything or convert to sales immediately, but focusing on those compound activities will lead to long-term results. Mm. Which, again, goes back to what we were talking about at the start about purpose and why, the why behind what you're doing. And then another, I guess, tip on the back of all of that is being realistic with the tasks that you have to do and the time that you get, you're giving yourself to do them. So mm. I've kind of got two points on this. The first point is, like I said, being realistic about the time that you have to do it. And the other point is time blocking and giving yourself a set time to complete it and where you're not just slogging away for eight hours trying to do this thing because it's that whole, if you give yourself three hours to clean your house, it'll take three hours. If you give yourself 30 mm. days, it'll take 30 days. And so, while we're promoting books here, deep work. Oh, another fucking golden is probably one of those books that has a lot of key takeaways about specifically setting time, a realistic amount of time to complete a task and sticking to that. Yeah. And, and not using your Google calendar and using your timer and using your reminders and all of those things that we always talk about to remain disciplined to complete that task. Yeah. And not going between different tasks because of that soft action that I was talking about earlier. Not trying to multitask because I think a lot of the time as well when people multitask, it might, whether it's conscious or not, it's, again, soft action. It's like it's they're, they're avoiding doing the hard thing. Yeah, it's and very the, counterproductive too. Yeah, yeah. I think there it was, I did a post on it um, recently. It's something like you lose 40% of your time. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> It's some huge amount, amount of yeah. time that you lose by trying to multitask. Yeah, and I think 
like to give a, an example, like a personal example, I used to be someone that would give myself 30 things to do in a day, which was because I'm just pulling a number out of the air, which is completely unrealistic. Um, and then I'll get over, I would get overwhelmed. And I know a lot of people will be able to relate to this. I'd get overwhelmed and not know where to start and not get any of the things done. Whereas if I pick the three hardest and most important things that need to be done that day that move the needle mm. and just focus on those three things that is going to create a lot more productivity and success impact. yeah yeah and impact than me being unrealistic with how many things I think I'm going to get done in the day I love that you just said this too because I found in the coaching industry you see people post on social media they're 47 things to do for the day mm. as a flex but it's actually like the opposite like and then I would post my you know like daily thing and it would have like three big main mm. things on it that are actually like you said gonna move the needle so it's I do that flex sometimes out of laziness instead of having to give a daily update to my business followers because they yeah. like to know they like yeah. to know what I'm doing and some days I don't have the time and it's not an important task so I quickly post the story of this is what I did today guys yeah yeah but I totally know what you're saying like they're saying they fucking took the bins out and yeah yeah like you can tell they're just like making up lots of things to do to the put on like to put on the list yeah yeah 100 yeah, yeah. whether like it, obviously there's did a big the, difference between busy and productive, productive and things yeah oh, things that are moving whole, the needle I'm putting that on the notes that's a whole nother topic I think it's actually already in the pod topic and so like what you said about deep work they talk about how I think there's you can focus for 45 minutes at a time before having to take, you know, a five to 15 minute break. So is that normal people? Because mine's five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but this is a huge one for me personally, No, I totally, working for myself totally and yeah. working from home mm. in terms of discipline. It's not setting yourself up for failure by going, I'm going to sit down and do five hours of mm. check-ins or of this thing i have to do for uni or fucking whatever it is or even Let's if we're talking real, about health or fitness going to, yeah you're not going to be able to achieve that yeah exactly like, sorry so being being realistic about the task and then how much time you're giving yourself to do the task mm. because like we said earlier about um action creates momentum a lot of the time if i'm this is just a, a random example if i'm like really not feeling like going to going to the gym I've had a really hectic work day and I'm like fuck this I'll t say to myself I'm going to go and do my main first compound lift and then I'm going to go home and nine times out of ten I go and once you start I'm like well I'm not going to fucking go home now I may as well finish it yeah I love that so it's the same with work if there's something that's giving you heaps of resistance give yourself a, just a short period of time to do that thing whether it's five minutes 10 15 45 and then this is kind of an a side tip is having some kind of reward for after that thing so mm. it might be mm. like you're sitting on the couch and you fucking want to scroll instagram but you know you've got get back to some work emails or whatever it is you say okay i'm gonna do 15 minutes of that task and then I'm going to give myself five minutes to scroll Instagram because, again, nine times out of ten, you'll start doing the thing and you'll, you're you not going to stop after 15 minutes because you'll be on a roll. Mm. And it's actually funny. I've got two things to say on that. It's funny you bring that up because in my most recent psychologist appointment, like with my therapist. Well, I am a therapist, so <laughs> I get well, that a lot. Um, she was 
I, it sounds a bit silly, but it was in context with the other things we were talking about. But I was saying that it's really bothering me and I have this limiting belief now that I cannot do work in the afternoons. And it's like such a limiting belief that I, it's like become my identity that I'm super productive in the mornings and I cannot do work in the afternoons. Like I physically am looking at my screen, like I can't string an email together. And she said the exact same thing, which I already know, but it's like you need someone sometimes to remind you, which will actually segue into our last point. She said, out of the things you wanted to achieve this afternoon, just try and do one of those things. Yeah. And then make a note of how you feel. Like even if you write it down or write it in your phone or whatever, make a note and think about how you felt after doing that one thing in the afternoon that previously you thought you couldn't do anything in the afternoon. Yeah. And that obviously comes back to our limiting beliefs app. But um, the other thing I wanted to add to that is that w when you were talking about being realistic with the timeframes that you give yourself to do things is something that I found personally really helpful to become more disciplined. Giving myself either a little bit more time than I thought for the task, like back on me thinking I'd do 30 things in a day when really I can probably do four important tasks, mm. but also either that or giving myself like buffer periods in between. So particularly if I'm traveling to a, a meeting or an appointment or like the gym or whatever it is, giving myself a bit of a buffer. If I think something's going to take X amount of time, giving myself that buffer period afterwards to allow me to have a bit more space in my day to then like, again, my mind is so much more at ease knowing I've got these set amount of things to do, but I've got time and space like physically and also in my mind to do those things without getting overwhelmed because I think as soon as you get overwhelmed it's again using up that willpower battery mm. and it's it's much harder to do the things that you said you wanted to do or needed to do if you're in overwhelm yeah so um those two things have particularly helped me in the last like year or so um, and again, with that afternoon task, um, it's something new that I've just started to implement. And again, I end up usually doing more than that one thing. But even if I do that one thing, it's one more thing than I thought I was going to do. And so again, I feel really good and it's giving myself evidence that that actually isn't part of my identity. Yeah, love that. To segue into the last point, um, me just referencing my therapist, our last point on being disciplined is having an accountability partner or an accountability like a coach or a friend and it doesn't even need to be someone that does the thing with you but someone that is also in integrity that will hold you accountable to be disciplined so for example we would always have a mentor in business we would always have a coach in fitness um subtle plug at www.megtoby.com www.housebrows.com.au <laughs> yeah you absolutely cannot rely on motivation to um be disciplined so utilizing all these tools and having someone to support you and keep you accountable that has been the biggest thing for me in business mm -hmm. to grow because i personally am someone that knows what i want to do in business or in life whatever but having someone that keeps me accountable on a timeline because I'm meeting with them every fortnight or month or whatever it is to bounce those ideas off and actually stick to my timeline, that's a game changer. Even if it's a friend that you, like I train alone, but 
for people that struggle to get to the gym, even if it's a friend that you go to the gym with, that's the right kind of friend that's going to keep you accountable or you have a coach. It's actually been like proven that you're 95% more likely to achieve your goal if you have a set accountability appointment, like so a time and person that you're meeting with to achieve Mm. that thing. 95% is fucking huge. Mm. And I think a lot of people feel like they need to rely on themselves and their motivation and their discipline. And it's actually like, well, no, like everyone has coaches and accountability partners for everything. Like there's nothing wrong with that. everyone, every successful person. Oh, 100%, yeah. Or something to keep them accountable, even if it's not a person. Like, for example, we've got the like I was talking about earlier, the program, the website programs, you've got the app and you've got a calendar that schedules it for you. So it's not necessarily Mm. someone you're checking in with, but it's still that accountability. Actually, even like another example that's not a person, if I'm ever feeling like I'm lacking discipline in the work I have to do, I'll take myself to a cafe because I know there's people around me. So I'm not going to sit there and scroll my phone because we'll look like a fucking idiot. (laughs) So I'm going to do the work I have to do. Yes, you know what I mean? I, and that's exactly what I, I yeah, exactly. I love doing that as well. Yeah, I think what you're saying is that every, well, what you were saying earlier is like even every successful business owner has some kind of mentor and then their mentor has a mentor. And even the people that you, and we've talked about this a million times, the people you surround yourself with. So as a recap, the first point is is really being deeply integrated in your purpose and why behind whatever it is that you're trying to do whether that's a small habit or a big which usually leads into a big goal that you're trying to achieve yeah and looking at how your life will look with more discipline and realizing that the more discipline the more self-discipline you have the more you can actually do and have and be yeah that discipline creates freedom Mm -hmm. so then also thinking about it as an opportunity not an obligation and respecting yourself like you would respect a loved one and then the i guess biggest point we spoke about which is creating your life in a way that requires less willpower and discipline so how can you design your environment to make it easier to do the things that you have a lot of resistance towards being realistic about the tasks that you can achieve in that time frame and realistic about the time frame that you are going to allow for those tasks. And with that, doing the one thing that's going to be most important or... Most resistance towards. Yeah. And then taking small action is going to create momentum. And then the five-second rule. Mel Robbins, look it up. Read the book. Yeah. And then having an accountability coach or friend or app or fucking strangers in a cafe. (laughs) someone to keep you someone or something to keep you accountable love it here's to being more disciplined we trust you got value from that episode feel like very it was very chaotic at the beginning and i absolutely on the note of discipline would not have been recording that this morning if we hadn't put that into the calendar together yeah so once again please refer back to our calendar episode (laughs) And I sounded like a spud. I apologize. You didn't. Meg was holding me accountable. So the next 
Next weekend is our birthdays. So to Leo celebrate. Leo season, baby. Leo season. And so to celebrate our next episode, we'll, we will discuss the lessons we've learned in the past year. We would absolutely love it if you could pay it forward and send this podcast to someone who you think it would benefit or share it on your social media because it really helps us grow the podcast and we really would love to share our value and insights with as many people as possible. Share it. Share it on your socials and tag us. (laughs) Yeah, we would love to be able to help as many people as we can. Yeah, and we actually die every time you guys send us, like, messages about how it's impacted you. It literally lights us up. Yeah, it really does because that's why we started the pod. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram at TalkToVyToMePod and you can find the link in our bio for our anonymous questions form for our Big Sissy Advice episodes. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.